Welcome to the Conversation Street Awards 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. Hooray, happy New Year. It is January. It's not actually January, is it? We're recording this on New Year's Eve. As as we're sitting here on our sofa, we're we're getting ready to, you know, these wild parties between the two of us and the cat that we're going to be having tonight. But for you, it is a new year. We're not doing anything different to what we normally would do, except we don't have to think of an excuse. Yeah, we haven't been out for New Year's Eve for ages, so... It's fine. I find it very depressing. <laughs> and there's a curry on tonight anyway, we'll be absolutely fine. So, I'm convers- be even more depressed. Conversation today. Street. Let's cheer ourselves awards. up with some awards. It's definitely going to cheer us up. Yay. Thank you very, very much. All the hundreds of people that have voted in yes. the awards. It's always one of my highlights of the year, finding out who has been picked because um, throughout the time that the vote is going on, we never have a look at the, never have a sneaky peek, do we? At who's coming top of the polls. No. And, and then, um, when this. These awards are different from other awards, aren't they? Yes, they're because the best. they are. And there's not voted an actual physical award for by connoisseurs of Coronation Street. Not like these riffraff awards that let anybody vote. These are voted by people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's you. You're the one that, listening. Listeners, if you voted, of course. If you haven't voted, then you can't complain about the results. Just like a real election. <laughs> um, as we're always, we're electing winners today, aren't we? We, we? we are. As always with the Conversation Street Awards, the listener vote counts for two thirds of the overall vote, and then I get a sixth, and Gemma gets a sixth, just because you know. It's our awards. It's our awards. Um, and but we don't. We haven't. We didn't look at the votes before we picked our. We don't degree, look at the so results. We put our own results in and then revealed all. And we don't look at each other's stuff. results, so we can't gang up on you. <laughs> no, we do not. We do not. Which is annoying sometimes. But this year, I'm so pleased with all the winners. I'm really happy yeah. with how the winners have turned out this year, and I hope that you will as well, dear listeners. Like them. Um, we've got 13 awards to run down oh, this dear. afternoon. And uh, who knows how long this will take. But before we get any further, just wanted to say that we are not going to do what we usually do on this awards oh. podcast yet, which is going and doing like a um, rundown of the year, other bits that haven't been awarded, predictions and all that. We're going to push that probably to next week's podcast or the week after. Uh, just because as the, do... as the years have gone on, we just witter on longer and longer. And uh... I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> I, um... I, can't, I can't face it. 10-hour podcast edited it all together, so um, we'll, can, we'll stretch it out. Can I just say I want to do the the predictions as soon as possible because I work really hard on my predictions and yes. I don't want them to get proven wrong in the we first week. We have got our predictions. Before I even get a chance to tell everyone what my predictions are, they're going to get proven <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you didn't just look at the TV guy for next week, did you, and base all your predictions on that? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> in cold twist. Right, um, so we, I think it's, we just let's kick off with the awards, shall we? See here's on our first one okay so our first award today is the <laughs> AOP award which we give to the best new newcomer, character best new character of the year yeah and um, there, there weren't too many characters that came into Coronation Street it was, it was like there was some kind of no, quarantine no, around there were there actually were there were, there were enough new, new significant characters for us to be able to fill our category Yes. With strong contenders, and I think every year we have the same thing where we're like, oh, not very many new people this year. But if you get five or so sort of 
new characters, some of them permanent, some of them just in it for a storyline in a year. It's, pre- it's pretty average, I think. And I think a lot of the characters here, people do have strong opinions on as well, some of them. Everyone's everyone's some got a favourite, Some everyone's got something to say about all our, um, yeah, I think so. our nominees here. So who so are they? We had Arthur... Um, who made a return to the show? They did, didn't they? Just uh, yesterday, they said, didn't he? And then Not in had... time for the voting, though. No, no. We had Nikki, the sex worker. Mm. Scott, the criminal. <laughs> Sam, the adorable child. And George, the Undertaker. <laughs> Shall we find out who's been voted AOP Award winner? Yeah, go on then. 2020. Well, the winner of this year's AOP Award for Best Newcomer is. Sam! Yay! Well, congratulations, Sam. 77.22%. It was a bit of a landslide for Mr. Blakeman there, wasn't it? Is it it really fair to pit Sam against these other people when when it was clear that he was was so adorable that he would definitely win? He has won by the power of cuteness. I mean, it's got to be something, hasn't it? Because he's only been in 14 episodes so far this year. He started off, his first episode was your birthday on the 2nd of October. It's like it was a present just for me. It was. 14 episodes two of those episodes it was only his voice as well so he's made a really big impression on the viewers he really has in just a short amount of time and he, he was I mean we, we've talked about it on the podcast before the, the character the, the very second he leapt onto the screen he won our hearts I know which and doesn't I'm, happen very no, often we are very primed to, to not really take to to child characters too much especially when they're obviously trying to be super cute well sometimes it's not just child characters it's new characters in general like, and we're like come that? on then work for us make <laughs> us like you <laughs> yeah so mean but but Judy Arden didn't have to do that Coronation Street has got a really good track record of adorable uh, children and also hiring very talented child actors because he's not just Adorable. He's also a very, very good performer. Well, he's, he burst onto the screens in 2017 where he was on The Secret Life of You're Five-Year-Olds. About, about Jude Riordan. Um, and you can see a clip That's of that adorable. on YouTube as well. I had a look the other day. But he's, he's done a few adverts. He's done some children's BBC shows. He's done Brassic on Sky One alongside Michelle Keegan. But yeah, last year he decided to give Corrie a go. What a great idea. And they decided to let him have a try as well. Yeah. So um, it was a bit of a... Before the character came on the show as well, we kind of were thinking that, that this character might have existed... Because when Natasha appeared, his mum, there were lots of rumours going around the internet saying, oh, I bet she's got a secret son of Nick's, oh, retcon, retcon. Mm. And that, that, that was another reason why I was, you know, in my head... Very... Not looking forward particularly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Because um, you don't like retcons. I, I, I don't really like them either. But the, the retcon involved here was the fact that Natasha, one of the reasons that she left originally and got herself in a bit of bother with the, the old Tilsley Platts was that she aborted her child. Yes, Nick's, supposedly. Nick's child. But um, th- then she got pregnant didn't she with Sam in a, after, in a very short window immediately afterwards we won't <laughs> talk about it doesn't matter it happened people yeah. <laughs> in this fictional world so yeah and he grew up enjoyed space and then made a, uh, his first appearance um, when yeah, I can't remember what happened it, I don't think he appeared in the in that big twist where we found out that Natasha had a son because she no. sees Nick at the hospital and pretends to be there for a dermatology appointment we find out that Sam exists 
before yeah. we, we meet him. That's right, Nick time. overhears Natasha talking about him. Yeah. And then Nick does his little investigating online and finds right. out that what was his Natasha's about? been in no more. He, he had a broken leg or something. Yeah. I don't know. Healed uh, fast, didn't it? <laughs> um, Nick, yeah, Nick finds out that he, she's Natasha's not been in any relationship since. Um, so it means that Sam must definitely be his. So he sends, he sends now in this, this space-themed letter first, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is very cute with rockets and stars and stuff drawn over him because Natasha's told him that <laughs> Nick works for NASA. <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> and that's what inspires him. That's what set him down the path of becoming a future astrophysicist or whatever he's going to and grow up to be. Natasha's not actually apologised for this has she or no you know most children would be crushed Mm. to find out that your dad has like a casual job bossing his sister around at a knicker factory you don't really know what nick does for a living do you (laughs) that's why i yeah yeah, basically (laughs) um anyway he he, and that's it i mean he's been back and forth he's had Short stints, hasn't he? Yeah, coming well, into it, he, he's left a few cute voicemail mails. He uh, may he, he generally tends to appear when it's most awkward for Leanne, <laughs> and it's going to cause the most amount of grief and drama. For I know her. from that perspective, he's also great because it, uh, things that antagonise Leanne are some of my favourite things, <laughs> along with noses on kittens. It was really cute, though. Do you remember the first time when Sam meets Leanne at the hospital and she's ready to, you know. She's got her guard up. Pull and his then, head off. And then she sees him and she just kind of melts as well. <laughs> I know, he's so sweet. <laughs> In the face of his overwhelming cuteness. It's a charm offensive. Yeah, but it doesn't last too long because... Um, She's he's... shouting at him for making him cook, her, cook her, him a turkey. Oh, no, she she was she tried hard with that turkey. She did shout at him once when he turned up at Ollie's funeral when he wasn't invited. She also shouted at him for <laughs> dismantling um, Ollie's precious music box. Yeah. So um, I, I think there's still a way to go yeah. until the waters are smooth between Sam and Leanne, which I'm sure will happen at some point. I'm yeah. sure um, they'll they're, be all happy families by this time next year. Oliver, who? So. Oh no, that's so mean. Congratulations. It Jude. helps when you actually get script written for you, which Ollie Ollie didn't. No, he did. He did not. Oh, moo. That's all Ollie's had to say for himself this year. In second place was George. Um, yes, George and is second, Arthur and was Arthur third. Was third. And I think nice. Arthur might have got uh, higher scores if we had seen him return when the Possibly. voting was open, but uh, alas, we didn't. Yeah, never mind. Okay, now we have got something quite special before we move yeah, we on do. to the next award Isn't because so um, we've we've reached out to some of our winners this year. We have acceptance speeches, yes. and although we don't have them from, by all means from everybody, we do have an acceptance speech from Young Jude. I'm so excited. So, um, Here's, here's Jude's reaction to finding out that he's the winner of this year's AOP Award. Hi everyone, it's Jude. So, with newcomer, eh? I would like to make a huge, huge, huge thank you for everyone who has voted for me for Best Newcomer on Conversation Street Podcast. I am really, really happy and I hope everyone has a happy new year and I would like to say bye! Ah, oh, so cute! Ah. Do you think he gets sick of people saying he's cute? Do you... He's going to go through that moody teenage phase in a couple of years' time. (laughs) Rebel against it. I don't know. All of these cutesy videos is going to be shown on his 18th birthday. You just know that. Anyway, thank you very much, Jude, for um, for sending in that audio clip. Well, that was a video you sent us, wasn't it? Yes. If you keep an eye on our social media over the next few days, I'm sure you'll see it pop up there as well. But thank you very much. Congratulations. Well deserved win. Very excited to see what what will happen with Sam over the next year. Me too. Mm. Right, let's move on and do our next award. 
This is an award. I think this is some stiff competition here. This is the Tara Award Tara. for leaving characters. And as we know, in a soap, the way characters leave can sometimes be quite spectacular. And we have got a pretty strong lineup here of great exits, haven't we? Yeah, and I can imagine like a situation where at the beginning of the year all the soap stars are lined up in, in the, the boss's office and they've all got trapdoors underneath them, and you yeah. never know who's is going to be. It's going to be like puppet pirate or something. <laughs> Is that, is that mixed metaphors, trapdoor and pop-up pirate? <laughs> I, no, I don't think you can have them both together. But you know what? It's New Year's Eve and Never mind. Uh, everyone's well, drunk. We've said goodbye to a good number of curry um, actors and actresses this year. And so uh, we can only choose five for our nominees. Do you remember when we used to write a script for this? Yeah. We, I think we're doing pretty well with we're, that we're, one, we're, aren't we? We're right, absolutely top, fine. The five nominees that we've picked for Tara are Robert, got shot... <laughs> And then she got shot and, and forgot. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Robert's story. Oh, bless. That's probably always Greystone. <laughs> Actually, I bet he doesn't yeah, have one. Gravestone, does he? Oh. He's probably still lying there outside the room. Has anyone checked? <laughs> People just like. Did Jenny and Rose Daisy had to kick him out of the way when they set up that big wine stall the other day? They just put the, the uh, table over the top of it. <laughs> um, Ali, the doctor who left in disgrace after beating up Gary Windass. Yeah. Or being beaten up by him. Now in prison. Yep. <laughs> Oliver. We all know what happened with Oliver. <laughs> what, Absolutely what tragic. Happened? He died. Um, sadly. <laughs> oh, gosh. We've got Jeff. Yeah, we can Jeff. laugh about these things. He got pushed off a roof. He didn't get pushed. He slept. He did it to oh, himself. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I, I, we do like to rewrite history on, on Conversation Street, but we, we have to stop. We have to stop saying Ken got killed. <laughs> <laughs> and Shona got shot in the head. <laughs> Jeff just had a slip. Jeff fell um, the roof. Jeff tried to get plucked by Jenkins. Yeah, plucked or pu- pecked. Pecked. Um, he tried to get Yasmin to save him. Yeah, but she couldn't. She couldn't do it. Speaking of chickens, our fifth nominee this year is Charlotte Bronte, and it's the first time <laughs> that cheeky. we've had an animal as a nominee on the uh, on the Tarara Awards. But I thought that her death was particularly um, significant oh, in the whole coercive control storyline, and it and certainly made me to to pay attention. So oh, I thought we fantastic. just absolutely had to include her as a nominee if this year. If we had been doing these awards for years and years and years. We definitely would have had an animal in it at a certain point because I would have wanted to nominate um, Schmeichel. Schmeichel. Yeah. Because I think that was absolutely tragic. But Charlotte, we didn't know her that well, so. Alas. <laughs> <laughs> we never shall. <laughs> no, I know. It's too late I, now. My New Year's resolution for 2021 is to try and get to know the other chickens better before they're <laughs> before <laughs> taken away from. Oh. Bernard Matthews. A big coop in the sky. <laughs> right, Gemma, I'd like to uh, I'll pass it over to you to announce the winner of this award. The winner of the Tara Award for 2020 goes to Jeff. Jeff Metcalf. Evil Jeff. Congratulations, now, Jeff. It was a pretty close run thing because Charlotte was not that far behind him. Mm. Um, I think it's just a testament to the the power of the, the that coercive control storyline, really. I think lots of people who voted for lots Charlotte was, were voting for Jeff as well, so yeah, yeah. Um, Lots of people were very happy to see the back of Jeff. So his exit certainly made a splash. Um, he would have made probably more of one if he'd fallen off and into the hot tub. If he just you know angled his trajectory a little bit to to the left, maybe. But no, um, Jeff's uh, uh, exit was certainly something to behold on the 60th anniversary week, wasn't it? Starting off with his takedown in court with Imran's... Oh, yeah. um, ...firing his evidence at him, which for many people was the the highlight of the week. And from there, he... um, he he I I remember when um, he got out... 
Well, he, he ended up storming out, didn't he? Then tried to take Yasmin home as if nothing had happened. That's right. Um, and then he comes and pops up at her flat next, the and next day. He still keeps trying to act like... He's, like, insistent. Yeah. Yeah, acting like everything's Nothing's... normal. But, yeah, I, that, that was quite scary, wasn't it? Because she, she pulls up the blinds and, and he's there, there with his, with his magician's his flowers. flowers. Yeah. Um, so he tries to make an escape with Christine to Cyprus and gives Yasmin um, a little bit of chance to go back to the house, clear all her stuff, because um, by all, as far as he's concerned, he's, he's sold up to Ray and um, it's... You know, who knows what he's going to throw out in the skip. So Yasmin goes back to the house. He starts stealing money from Speedal, gets accosted by Alia. He whacks her around the head, which is an, another point for me for Jeff's exit. Whacks who? Oh, yeah, uh, he yeah. hits Alia with a cash dinner. That's so funny. <laughs> Not hard <laughs> enough. Um, has Jeff, did the sale of the house go through? I because he sold so. he sold it to Ray for a, a very small amount of money, didn't he? And then he was gonna give it, the rest of him un, to it to him under the table. So he must have like bought that house. For, I, th- for I think it has, and I, I think and there kept might be a, the cash. I think there might be a few extra bits of house stuff happening in the in the episodes of Coronation Street between now and when this is okay it is going out. So let's not get too far. Possibly, Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he he sets fire to the house, but very small. And, it was uh, just an illusion. It's a mini fire. No, it was an illusion. It was a magic fire. That's the only explanation. There's oh, literally yeah. no scorch marks, and we've got like a, we've got like a soot mark on our wallpaper from a candle. <laughs> so I don't know how he managed to do that. Magic. Very impressive. It's magic. It is magic. Um, he chases Jasmine onto the roof, mm. yeah. and uh, and this is where he falls off. She he, she tries to rescue him though. Doesn't yeah, she, she does. Bless her. She tries to help him with her scarf. Yeah, but he was probably worried it was a trick scarf. <laughs> he slips and falls off. She should have. He should have grabbed hold of her and then just kept coming and coming and coming out of her sleeve. <laughs> he slips off the roof, just kind of grabbing bits of flag, like turns into a flag for some reason. Or, it could have, or, or he could have thrown up his you know, hanky scarves and it could have gone the other way. That would have been ironic. Well, he did get a, quite an ironic death as it goes, didn't he? Um, lying there amongst the chickens, yeah. the remaining chickens, plucking away at him. Sadly, yeah. not you know. Sadly, not actually packing him, but. but uh, I think Can't lots of people enjoyed the poetic justice of that, and, and then off he jiggled. Great as performance Kathy put it. by those t- stunt chickens there. Henny <laughs> <laughs> and Bartholomew, not bad either. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I remember not wanting Jeff to die, and I still think looking back on it, maybe they would have been a bit more mileage if they'd kept him alive. But I mean, they wouldn't have been able to haunt Yasmin on Christmas Day if he'd still been alive. That is they? very true. I've been, I did enjoy I do. that. Scene. He haunted her dreams when he wasn't dead. So oh yeah, don't underestimate the power That's true. of dead death. Dead or alive, Jeff is out to get you. Uh, but I suppose it, it seemed, you know, it, it, in a way, it seemed satisfying, and it was a 60th anniversary episode as well. So maybe they made the right decision. I have to maybe leave it a little bit longer before I can decide for sure. Whether I, whether I was happy well, with him dying I thought or... Was, uh, you know, in, Corona- in Coronation Street and Soaps in general, if you're a villain, mm. one of the best ways to get rid of you is to kill you off. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and we didn't even get to see his funeral, did we? No! <laughs> anyway, I think that's about all we've got to say for that one. And so. it was a 60th anniversary special, yeah, so that's that. pretty... That. Oh, I wasn't... I was even thinking about dinner. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Long way to go. Chicken dinner, is it? No. <laughs> right, congratulations, Ian Bartholomew, <laughs> for making a, um, a big hit with that exit, I think it's time to move on to the next award. Hello, love. 
Hello. Hello, so it's time for our next award, the Hello Love Award, where we award the best new couple of the year. Now, this was the one, this was the hardest one this to get really nominees tricky, for. This was really tricky, this. The yeah, thing because, about yeah. new romances in 2020 is that you can't show them touching each no, other. No holding hands. No. No pecks on the cheek. No waking up in bed next morning together. No, I don't mind All saying goodbye to those scenes. All off the table, yeah. Um... But for the first half of the year, we had a couple of new couplings uh, and then a few socially distanced one in the second half. So we just about managed to fill our nominee list. Yeah. Um, so thank you for everybody who did their best to vote for this one in difficult circumstances. I, I can only hope that next year somehow they'll be able to work it out so we have a few more... Well, Corey's yeah, not few bigger ever romances really blossoming. been very good at romances, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Well, well anyway, so, so this is... Who are our nominees this year, Gemma? So, I I'm just want to say, don't want to, don't want to diss everything in this category. There are some really good couplings here. So, here are the nominees. Evelyn and Arthur. They're now split up. Oh. Daniel and Nikki. Now split up. Asha and Corey. Uh, still together. They're together. Still there, there. Fate and Craig. Uh, what's the latest I of those two? <laughs> she, did, she has been to bed with Ray since, so they haven't split. I think they've split up. I think they have. Okay, Michael and Grace. It's not that they will be soon uh, split. Oh. But she's got a baby that she's going to have, so I'm sure that we'll see her face again. Um, yeah, so let's find out who the winner of this is. It's going to be me that announces this one. The winner of the L Love 2020 award is Evelyn and Arthur. Oh, now I like that. Congratulations. I think they're sweet, don't you? I think they're lovely. That got 66.91% of the vote, um, with Faye and Craig in second place, and then Daniel and Nikki in third. But I Why? think I, I very much... <laughs> I very much support the winners here because I, um, it's always nice to see. Uh, I want to say an older the, couple getting together. Of the together. top five here, three of the top five are like to- completely toxic relationships that should never have even taken place. Daniel and Nikki, what a, a f- yeah <laughs> dumpster fire. Um, Asha and Corey now I really hate Corey I think he's obnoxious well, he's supposed to, he's supposed to come across as nasty I can't wait for her to realise what a dick he is and dump him and Michael and Grace living a lie I mean yeah to be honest Evelyn and Arthur you could say that when one of them's married <laughs> and holding a I massive know. massive secret I know it's then, bad, um, isn't that, it? that's not so good either but, well, um, what they they weren't the thing is they weren't like boyfriend and girlfriend they were like stepping out weren't they they, they were for a long time um, they were courting it, 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 I can't remember when about it must have been fairly early in the year that we first saw Arthur because See, now, um, he comes along and he's he, he meets with the vets doesn't he and the back story is that she and him used to go dancing together back in the day yeah he goes off to emigrate to Canada but she didn't see him go or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, he thought that she was, you know, dumping him or dissing him or, you know... It's very easy to think Erasing that him from her life. But um, I'm sure she had an excuse, but I can't remember what it was. But now now back together. And over the year, we've seen the... As part of the gradual defrostification process of Evelyn, we've seen him <laughs> melt her stone-cold old lady heart. And um, she's Aww. let him in. And that, that's, that was the story, wasn't it? I know it had a bit of a break in the summer when we couldn't have uh, Paul or Maureen on the show. Um, but yeah, we, we've seen her gradually letting him in. Bless. Um, going on a date. Emotionally, oh, not physically. That's gross. Stop thinking that. Oh, he tried that, didn't he? He tried to get into her tent when they went on that camping trip <laughs> together. She'd get the flaps closed. <laughs> <laughs> 
she's not listening to this bit. Um, I, I, I did enjoy as well earlier on in the year. Do you remember when um, Claudia gave her a makeover? I think yes. that was for their first proper date. Brilliant, loved it. And she not, looked not, like a chihuahua in a wind tunnel. Not the script, that's what she thought anyway. Um, yeah, so they, they went off on holiday. He tried to... To you know, he tried to move to the to next level, but but then and then they kind of split up for a bit, and they they have their talk, and we discover that he's having secret sneaky off trips to the hospital. Is he sick? Is he sick, or does he have a secret relative? It is going to be one of the two, and then it turned out, yes, he's got a wife who had a um who had a stroke a few years ago. Doesn't remember him. Um, and, How convenient! And he's he's kind waiting of waiting like, for her to die. It's basically. one of these situations where. Very it's mean. not the not the woman he married kind of thing. Yeah. Um and so he's been he's been deceiving Evelyn all this time. Yes. And so she she showed him the door, gave him the boot, and uh, that he's was come it back. for Evelyn Arthur, but he has come back now, yeah. so I'm sure romance will blossom and maybe if we wish on that New Year's star really, really hard, he, uh, Arthur's wife will pass away peacefully at some point so in the, in the new year. So they can be together. No, she won't forgive him for lying. I think she uh, she she will because she took the book, didn't she? That's true. What was it called? Age of Innocence. Yeah, I I I really do love those together, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether Paul has got you know a long future in the show because he's he's quite a prestigious actor. But then so is Maureen Lipman. I know. Um, and, what I, and a power I think that they've couple. got they've got really nice on screen chemistry together. Although I I wouldn't want even to completely lose her hard edge. I think it's nice. Seeing I don't. Her yeah, I can't see a long. A I can't see a long. Uh, relate. I just think that battle axes work better when they're single because it makes them more she bitter could be and a new mean. Breed. <laughs> right. Okay. We've also had a lot of Tyrone making fun of them as well. That's been quite. <laughs> I know. Quite important part of this storyline. So. Uh, Bless him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of Tyrone, uh, there were there were theories at the beginning of the year that Arthur might end up turning out to be his granddad, and uh, nothing's come of that. But, but you never would, know. But Evelyn's his grandma. Yes. He thinks... But the, the theory goes is that... That she didn't that know she, that she got impregnated by a man. Yeah, that she went dancing with. She didn't with. know. So how many people is she dancing with? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that she would know. Just saying what a theory Okay, was. I get... Just I understand. Saying. I'm just saying. I heard it here first, apart from I'm reporting on <laughs> someone else saying it. It might happen. And we're not doing predictions this week, so... Is that one of your predictions? No. Okay. It's not. Anyway, congratulations to Maureen Lippman and Paul Copley and Evelyn and Arthur for getting our Ella Love Award in 2020. Let's move on to the next one. Yep. Now it's time for our Flaming Nora Award. Flaming Nora. Which is the award for the best redhead on the street. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. The, the one we came up with when we were eight years ago thinking of funny names for our awards and we thought, oh, what could the flaming Nora I know be the best ginger on the street? And there's always a good selection of redheads to go around and, and choose. But um, for the past five years, Sally Ann Matthews has held on to this crown. Yes. Hasn't she? Yeah. Uh, has, it, has she made it six years in a row? Let's find out who the competition has been. Jenny, Fizz, <laughs> Craig... Chesney and Gary yeah. have all been fired up to take over this flame heads. <laughs> I don't know, Vixen's place. I, have well, they managed I it? I love this category because I always wanted to have red hair when I was younger. I think it was Scully on the X-Files with her. She had red hair. Um, it's It just looks amazing and I'm jealous. 
Um, and also, I love how, like, I love the fact that Coronation Street's got so many um, red-haired characters, and they're all... Um, so, well, no, I was going to say, they're not all angry, are they? No, they're not all angry. Um, I, Chesney's uh, and Craig are very... They're, they're very docile. And I, we haven't actually scientifically um, put this category together by with colour charts or anything. I don't know whether uh, Craig is, is actually... Yeah. Is he? I know he's and, gone a bit Gary, wrong this I don't year. know. But we haven't, we haven't got colour sure charts, but mind. we've put them in. Right, let us, let's put our listeners out there, Misery Gemma. Who is it that's announcing this it's one? It's probably I me, think, isn't it? I think it? it's your turn. Off you go. Right, the winner of the Flaming Nora Award in 2020 goes to... Jenny! Oh, of course it does. Six years in a row. Six years in a row. Congratulations. Jennifer Connor. 52.47% was the percentage that you got this. Yeah, so pretty pretty stunkingly good. The next runner-up was actually Gary, which is surprising to me. Well, this year has been all about, you know, Gary, or this year and last year, his... um, is lingering villainousness and what after qualities the of 2019. of the flame-haired ones do you think that he portrayed in 2020? M- like, murdering? I, would, I wouldn't want to stereotype. He <laughs> oh, he you don't want to stereotype? This whole category this, yeah. is a stereotype, Michael. <laughs> he's, he's, he's shown his true colours and those colours are red. Yeah, but he's no, been he's, angry. He's but, been gruff. But we're not talking about him. I was just about to say, he's not, he's not anywhere near as good as Jenny at all of those things. What 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 have you enjoyed about Jenny this year then? Well, she's had a really good year actually, hasn't she? Because she is a legacy character. Although she had a big gap, but you know, in initial appearances to her current ones, she's still a legacy character. We were watching her in the classic episodes in the eighties and nineties. Um, so she's got a lot of history on the show, especially with Rita, who is a another redhead. Yes, to get a nomination this year, Reed. No, um, and she, at the beginning of the year, for the 10,000th episode, she organises a Blackpool trip with Rita so they could run over ashes in a car park <laughs> for another legacy character. Yeah, it was Jenny that put together that trip, wasn't it? After first suggesting that they so. flush Dennis's ashes down yes. the loo. She did was the second And second I have option. to say, the scene at the end of the 10,000th episode where Rita cries and says that she was the best daughter she could have wished for really brought tears to my eyes. lovely. What a One beautiful tribute to two really great um, Flame and Nora characters. Yeah, um, loved it. She's she's. Can watch it again if you haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, it is really really nice, and I think it's one of those ones that gets better with time because when we watched it initially, we were just like, "Right, Dennis, no." <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like, yeah, it definitely was a really good mm. tribute to Coronation Street of the past yeah now Jenny has been involved in a bit of a story this year hasn't she it was unfortunately one that was struck um, by it, Covid yeah. a little bit when um, when this Scott appears and he know, seems to know Johnny and so they've got a mysterious past together and it's kept a mystery for a little bit longer than it needed to be yeah but um, basically she Jenny ends up falling for the charms of this guy um, she doesn't fall for him well, she, she doesn't know she doesn't She's fall in love with him she is his charisma and he wins her over on purpose to get at Johnny yeah but she she doesn't she does rightly so get One a bit thing, of get, look shocked when she realises that he's her he's had a bit of a naughty robbery past with Johnny yeah one thing I will say about um, Jenny is that I think she is incredibly loyal and I don't think people rate her for that but she really is a very very ro- royal royal loyal character she would n- there's no way that 
Scott would have turned her head. She flirts with people a lot, but that's just how she is. Yeah, I was I was worried at one point. I thought, oh, they're not going to have Jenny go to go fall for Scott and, and and go out with him, are they? I'm glad that they didn't. And she's she's trying to hold the marriage together at the moment. Yeah. But um, one might say that she's in a bit too much of denial about bit. Johnny's state of mind and yep. mental health regarding uh, Scott's arrest and Johnny's imminent trial date. But we'll have to see where that goes. And of course, she's got a new um, new daughter. Stepdaughter's Daisy. appeared out of nowhere. What a minx. In the past recent months, which gives me hope that next year we might see even more Jenny than we have done um, in, the, in recent years. Where I still think she's been a bit of a background character, which is not right for the landlady of the road. Get her right term. front and centre. It's a bit difficult when nobody can go in the pub, isn't it? Yeah, I know, I know. She had some really funny wine tasting scenes with Emma and Evelyn as well. I absolutely love oh, yeah, drunk Jenny. You, you has, there has to be at least one good drunk Jenny scene a year, at least. I also enjoyed the scene this year where Jeff comes in and I think he, he like says that she reminds him of her mum or something and then he calls her mummy. <laughs> the look that she gives is, She's is creeped out as well. And she, and she goes for the anti, uh, anti-back one. <laughs> Wipes all the you back and sanitizer, yeah. So, anyway, and, and also Sally Ann Matthews is like the the queen of those facial expressions of like Bleh. she is. <laughs> She's she so is. good. So there was some stiff competition from Gary this year, but she still held on to that crown. Yeah. for another year. Is she going to make it seven years in the row next this, year? We'll can I just ask see. you? Is this our sexiest female soap star category? Is this the category that we really shouldn't have? And and like Jenny's just going to win it every single year until we retire it. No, it's fine. I kind of hope that she does win it. <laughs> the honorary Jenny Connor Award. You never know <laughs> yeah, what is coming around cool the corner. The Jenny Connor Award. I still, I still say Dr. Howarth is going to come back oh, and come on, bring it in. Let's yeah. go, let's go, girl. Now we do have an exception speech from Sally on Matthews. That's Yay! right. She's, she sent us a little message to she tell did. us just how pleased I'm sure she is about getting the Flame and Nora Award. So um, here it is. Here's what Sal has had to say. Growing up as a kid and a teenager and being teased for being ginger, I would have done anything to change my hair colour and disown the fact. Um, think of Anne of Green Gables. And then I got to like my late teens, early 20s, and I was proud to be a ginger, to the point where if anybody ever called me blonde... I was furious. So thank you. Thank you to everybody who's voted me once again, the winner of the Flaming Nora Award, just to reinforce my gingerness. And I'm thrilled. So thank you for voting. Thank you. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't we, don't have, we don't have a... We, we need to give... I think there should be a policy that if you win the award for 10 years, mm. you, we actually make an award that you can have and put oh, it yeah. on your mantle. Oh, yeah, maybe. So, maybe. That'll uh, be a goal. <laughs> I think, do we need to have, like, an acceptance speech for the acceptance speeches that get sent to us? I don't, I don't know what to say after people have said all those <laughs> lovely thank yous. No, Usually when they have proper award shows, the acceptance speech finishes, then they play the music, and then it's off to the next award, isn't it? But oh, so We could do that, couldn't we? Oh, man, no, it's fine. Thanks, Sal. Lovely thank you. Happy New Year. Lovely hearing from you again. Congratulations. Yes. Let's move on to the next award. <laughs>
Our fifth award of the evening is the Roman Award. Ooh, Ooh this is where we celebrate the very worst that Coronet yeah, has been to for purposefully this year. Love with a good the villain. Villains. Um, yeah, this year has seen a fair share of villains, sort of in, especially in the lead up to the 60th anniversary. They're just crawling out the woodwork all over the place. Yes, and um, we have, as with all the categories, and got a lot five of them nominees. Involved in the same story yes. at a certain point. So which we've is good. got Gary who we just talked about with the Flaming Nora Award. Um, he has been um, just generally being a bit of a menace yeah. and, and keeping secrets about his previous nefarious deeds this year. Um, Jeff, obviously, um, star of the Coercive Control story. We've had Ray, which has been, um, you know, leading up to the 60th anniversary episode in December and his big plot to tear down half the street. Uh, we've had Debbie, his number two, well, after Roxy. And then Jade, who I always feel sorry for some of the characters that leave early on in the year because it feels like by the time we get to these awards ceremonies, people forget about them. But I do remember back in January time being particularly gripped by the, uh, all, the, all the schemings and machinations she was up that to all Jade was, was up to. Imagine, to get imagine, hope off a fizz and tie. Back, imagine being back in January 2020 when you could just get on a ferry willy-nilly with a kid and go to France. Yeah, yeah. Can't imagine it. Right. Uh, Gemma, would you like to announce... Or is it my turn to announce? I lose track. Okay, I'm going to announce it. The winner of the Roman Award for 2020 goes to... Jeff Metcalf. Oh, of it had course. to be Jeff, it didn't it? It could only be Jeff Metcalf. Isn't and 82.79% of our voters have agreed. So it's a massive landslide for him. I think that's probably our highest percentage uh, that we've got this year in the awards. Yeah. Um, it couldn't be anybody else. Although it's very interesting how Ray was also, you know, designed to be the big bad for the 60th anniversary. But, you know, his plans stalled a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. And I think people have certainly grown to love to hate Ray more over the course of the year, especially because he was such a such a minor character at the beginning of the year. Um, so he's, he's done well to fight himself up to, to even get in a few percent that he did. Um, so this is Jeff's second year in a row winning the Rongan Award. Um, and he also got Inside Soap Awards for Best Actor and Best Villain this year as well. So he has been... Um, Sweeping the boards. Yes, he has. Sweeping the boards with awards. So um, he's been he's been up to so much. <laughs> he's so naughty. So nasty. I mean, I, I feel that this might not be the end of us talking about this particular story. But one of the things that he did that I think people forget about, even though you, you voted for him in your droves, I think a lot of people aren't focusing on the worst thing that he did. What's that? Abusing Yelp for personal reasons. Oh, yes. Writing bad reviews for Speed Dial, that right. place. making is... Alia out to be a snobby cow. Yeah, she's not at all. <laughs> she's so not stuck up. He <laughs> <laughs> probably logged on to write the review and go, oh, somebody's beating me to it. I'll just leave it. Or did I do this? I'll just put ditto. <laughs> he did that. He, he's locked Yasmin in a box. He's driven her crazy. This he's was the fed her a chicken. He has. No, it wasn't feeding her a chicken. It was her killing pet her chicken. chicken. Yes. Um, I mean, his crime list is fairly exhaustive. Also, managing to turn some of Yasmin's friends and neighbours and even family members against her mm. um, by making her look unreasonable and spreading rumours about her and destroying her reputation as well. Which I think, for somebody like Yasmin, who prides herself on being part of the community. 
um, so much so that she even made a centre about it. Um, that, that's, that's a really bad and horrible thing to do to somebody. And also a, a really sort of uh, useful technique for an abuser to do, which is to sort of get rid yeah. of every the, the person's allies yeah, so that they're network. stuck with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alia stood by her, didn't she? And and Ryan did. And eventually, I think Kathy was run round, one one round as well. But I remember she certainly wavered at some point this year. Oh, Sally, yeah. Sally was another staunch supporter and uh, towards the end. But Tim and Faye, they they certainly took a long time to realise what a nasty piece of work uh, Jeff was. Well, if you can't give the benefit of the doubt to your old grandpappy, then what's the world come to? Mm. I enjoyed seeing as the year went on how he. Um, he was clearly losing control and realising that more and more people were turning against him and like he'd have these anger fits like he broke that broke his hoover one time Naughty. he threw something across the room yes um, he became more violent didn't he he wasn't violent towards Yasmin in particular but no. it did escalate to the point at which she began to, to fear for her safety mm. when he got angry yeah yeah um, and he also incited violence to somebody yeah. on the week of his trial. He goaded Tim into punching him so that he would uh, he wouldn't have to testify against. He spends his a lot of time goading people so they get annoyed and then dobbing them into the police. He's a snitch, um, didn't he? Yeah, he is a massive <laughs> snitch. Well, he got what was coming to him as Stitches. we've already as we've already mentioned. He ended up um, dead. Dead. Yeah, lo- losing his court case. Before that, he Dead. he was psychologically dismantled by Imran in court, which was very satisfying. And then he was physically destroyed by his own stupidity mm. and and malice and rage mm. when he fell off the roof trying yeah. to get Yasmin. But even that wasn't the last we saw of him, was it? Because no. on Christmas Day, we had a lovely surprise where he popped around for Christmas dinner. It's lovely. It's, it's, the turkey. It was magical. Certainly, it was. It was yeah. very, very fitting. Um, yeah, I, I did enjoy that that dream sequence. Oh, he had a couple of dream sequences this year. Didn't oh, he? yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the thing is, we don't He's know. He's going to be haunting it Yasmin's looked, nightmares. For it looked a, while a bit before. like she was turning a corner, perhaps the last time I saw her. But you know, we could be seeing we could be seeing him. Mm. I I wonder like where he's going to go down in the pantheon of Coronation Street villains because. Um, I mean, personally, for me, I still don't put him right up the same level as, as you know, Hillman and um, and, and Phelan and anyone like that. But and I haven't heard very much talk of like, is he even better than you know, no, the, the greats like there was with Phelan? He's in a completely different category. Mm. Yeah, he he is for being you know more emotionally abusive. Yeah. Than, than physically, which, which some of the others were. If he'd murdered a few people, then we would be speaking about. Yeah. But that, that wasn't his style, was it? Not his no. back, well, unless you were chicken. I think Watch they out. did. I think they did a pretty good job of making this a fairly realistic story, but they still added fantastical elements to it because of the dream sequences and the magic stuff and mm. the special episode where he, you know, the, the magic trick and the birth of Jiglet Jeff and stuff like that. Really great. Oh yeah, Jiglet Jeff. Ang- angles and tricks and mm. hyper realistic. Yeah. looking scenes yeah um, I mean just I just love the fact that when he came in we were really not that keen on the character he was at very all. bland but also he was like he was irritatingly chirpy and he's really mean to people yeah 
Yeah, and so they they turn that into. I really wish I could listen back just what we what were our initial thoughts about him were Could've because I don't think we would have <laughs> ever have thought that he would be the centre of the biggest story, one of the biggest stories. No, it just goes to show you you never you never know what's going coming around the corner yeah. sometimes in Coronation Street. And Even the Bartholomew, smallest character can turn into you know a big role, multi award winning actor. Ian Bartholomew, very talented performer, so scary and sinister. And when he puts on that deadpan voice and his eyes go black, yeah, oh, terrifying. Also, seen him pretty good at tinkling the old ivories as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's just signed himself a record deal as uh, Ian Bartholomew, so he's going to be all right. And he's really typical his, story. He's charity singer for women's of an actor getting involved in the soaps just to springboard their <laughs> musical <laughs> career. But yes, his first single was "This Time It's Forever" for Women's Aid. Yeah, and so yeah, he's doing it that. for a good cause. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, Ian Bartholomew and Jeff. Yeah. Let's move on <laughs> to our next award. Now it's time for one of our favourite categories, the Right Laugh Award. Oh, I do love oh. a right laugh. Do you love a laugh? The funniest character of the year. And there are some really funny characters. We've um, narrowed it down to our five favourites. And they are David, Evelyn, Emma, Shona... And Jenny. Mm. All funny in different ways. Yeah, so they we'll are. see which, which type of humour has uh, tickled the voters' funny bones the most this year. Yeah, because you've got David, he's like sar- sarcastic like, and dark. And not really a co- comic character particularly, but one who is very capable of delivering some well-timed funny lines. Mm. And Evelyn's obviously, you know, that, in that tradition of the, the put-down character. Yeah. Um, Shall we just announce who the winner is? Go on then, go on then. The winner of the, the 2020 Right Laugh category is... Shona! Oh. Congratulations, Julia Golding. 41.75%. What an unexpected win for Shona. It is first time nominated in this category and she's gone straight for the top. Absolutely love where they've gone with her. A bit, I'm a bit um, conflicted because I'm not quite sure whether I should be laughing. I know. It's this is bad the trouble. That this character who's clearly got, you know, suffering well, mental said, problems. She's since... not stupid. She's just got brain damage. <laughs> now, the thing is, there's a difference between laughing at somebody for something that they can't help and laughing with somebody. And I think the thing about Shona is that she has seems to have a sense of humour. She gets down about it, but she also, I think, has a sense of humour about what it is that's happened to her. And she's very... She's got a new kind of cheerful attitude towards it, which... Um, yeah. And then the way... The, the fact that she delivered that line to Daisy where she said, I'm not stupid, I've just got a brain... I've just got brain damage, mm. um, shows that she's aware of exactly what's going on. And it's not like she's she's like a victim that we're making fun of. No, this is just... This is what she's like now. And, and she another line that she said recently, it was, I can do anything I like as long as no one finds out. Yes. It pretty much sums up her, Absolutely her outlook love it. for she's, the past six months or she's so. She's kind of become a cheeky like girl in a woman's body, hasn't she? Because she can get away with doing really strange things. Yeah, and just... Um, she, she. I mean, as, as a viewer of Coronation Street who sometimes finds characters a little bit annoying and you want to be able to tell them things, it's nice that Shona yes. gets up and does it. The, the funniest thing about Shona now is that she has no filter. Mm. And that's been a, um, 
a beloved trait of comic characters in Coronation Street since Ina Sharples just told everybody straight what she thought. Mm. Um, so whether that's because you have a personality defect <laughs> or you have brain damage, I think the end result is still the same. It's quite funny yeah. when somebody bluntly says what's happening. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, British culture and many other cultures um, are, you know, like to hide things and um, obscure unpleasant truths but when they are revealed in in sort of a, a very blunt manner, it can be quite funny. Yeah. So that's what well, I've also does. enjoyed seeing her reactions to things as well. And sometimes, if you know inappropriate or unfortunate things happen to other characters on the street, Shona's there straight away grinning as as you, know, <laughs> you really want to be able to do in that situation. Even yeah. with things like that time when she dyed Bernie's top purple. Yeah. by pouring drink over it and then she's just grinning through the salon window. That was fantastic. Love it. She became a bit of a surrogate viewer in that in that respect, didn't she? She also insulted her belt at the same time. Yes. Um she 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 also can she's also funny in like making jokes and things. Like she made that joke about bunny trumps when um <laughs> Lily was uh getting her, getting her nose excavated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've had a I've had a love hate relationship with the new Shona persona this year because in the back of my mind I'm still thinking oh I really did like the old Shona, um, but I, as uh, and is is this realistic what would happen I don't know but as time's gone on and I've seen more and more scenes that have made me laugh as well by the things that she's done or reacted I'm. I'm starting to accept more that this is what Shona's like now. And I, I don't know whether she's going to stay like it or whether she's just going to gradually, you know, turn back into what she used to be. I think or, what or will what. happen I, is... I hope that they keep this comic edge to her. I think what will happen is, like, her old memories might start to surface, but her personality is permanently altered. Because I really think that new Shona is so much fun. I was never a massive Shona fan before this, mm. but I think she just is such a joy to watch now. Yeah, the um, when she was, um, she just had her accidents last year, um, and she was woken up from her coma. The doctor said to David, I think, because um, I sent you, I sent you a screenshot of this the other day. She said like it could take a year for her memories to come back, which makes me think, oh, okay. So are we gonna are we gonna start? Is she gonna start seeing that? She's gonna start remembering things once a year's passed. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see for that. But. Um, that was the other thing that I just wanted to point out that I enjoyed about Shona this year was the fact that Julia Goulding's maternity leave was very, very smoothly, you know, got around. They did this so well. It's always it's the case, that, almost always the case, that the character goes off to see the sick mother or, you know, some random excuse for disappearing away for months on end. And in some cases, like, you know, Rosie and Sophie seemingly never come coming back. back. But with, with Shona's character, yes, she did go off to Leeds for a bit. But they still had a few little, a few clips of her, didn't they? That they, they did this so in well. The hospital bed, so it almost felt like she hadn't gone. Yeah, she, the, Julia Goulding and the production team did a really fantastic job on belie- the believability of the fact that Shona was in a hospital somewhere being treated. Because, like you said, we saw her. It didn't really feel like she left the screens for very long. No, no Despite the all. fact that she had, hopefully, the length of maternity leave that she wanted. <laughs> I think that she did. I think she yeah. did. Right, I think that's about all for this one. So let's move on to the next award. 
Okay, our next award is the Our Kid Award, which is what we call the award for the best young performer of Coronation Street, or the best child character. I don't know, are we awarding the actor or are we awarding the character? It doesn't matter. But we've got five nominees this year, um, all of whom shone in their own individual ways. We've got Asha, who, um, fresh from her a success in 2019 with the skin lightening story uh, had another hard hitting issues based story this year with the um the sexting we've got uh was it sexting is that what it's, it's not called? sexting because that's when you text oh, yeah, somebody it wasn't that messages. well no she did a bit of that as well did, how else was, did Corey get the message it was the video that got leaked that yes, was the was. issue we had got amy nobody's gonna get a, nobody's gonna like spread rumors about a teenage girl for sending her boyfriend an aubergine emoji <laughs> we've got hope um, who caught the tail end of the Jade story at the end of uh, the January, February time. Sam, of course, who's already won one award this year. Is, is this going to make, make it a, a second? <laughs> and Ardy, who um, has been recast this year very successfully by Adam Hussein and has certainly um, looked set to take that role into a much more interesting, exciting way as, as um, his time on the show continues. So um, let's see who the winner is this year. The recipient of this year's Our Kid Award, 2020 Conversation Street Award, is Asha Alahan. Yeah! Congratulations. 53.17% of the vote, so that's a stunkingly good percentage for you. And second year in a row that Asha has won this award. Well done. I'm really, really pleased for her. Um, I still haven't got over the fact just what a renaissance the Alahans have had yes. in the last year and a half or so, um, thanks to pushing Asha to the forefront. This year we've had um, uh, Ardy being recast. And although they're still not being, you know, shoved down our throats uh, at all, um, every Alahan scene that there's been this year, the, the year, year before that, I've thoroughly enjoyed and, and look forward to it and relished because I just think that the, the actors have got such brilliant chemistry together. Um, Tanisha Gori has really shown herself to be a revelation in the whole acting thing that she's been doing for, you know, 10 years on Coronation Street now. And we didn't, didn't realise until recently just how capable that she was at well, performing these brilliant given, dramatic storylines. No, because she, she hadn't been had given the chance. Faith in her and given her some really meaty stories and she's t- totally lived up to... Really, really to has. She's, she's been fantastic. Um, and this year it has all been about that, that video that she sent to Corey that one night when he asked her to undress in front of the camera and then um, later on, a couple of weeks later, I think it was, when Asha refused to stick up for Amy at her birthday party. Um, sorry, when she refused to stick up to Kelly at Amy's birthday party, Kelly ends up sending the video to everyone on social media and then it just snowballs from there. Video gets put onto a porn site. Everybody Oops. is um, you know, making fun of Asher about it. You get these horrible boys that are, you know, goading her and Ardy about it as well, calling her a slag and everything. It led to that great fight outside Victoria Gardens between Ardy and that other boy. Um, and poor really old Dev in the centre of this struggling. He's already he's already finding being a single dad difficult. And then this is just a worst nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's really great that Coronation Street are tackling some stories for teens that feel relevant and modern to what life is like for... Yeah, yeah, you know, unfortunately so. A lot so. of pressure put on young girls to do things like this. And then when you do it, you get branded by stupid people for being you know 
I don't know what he, like what why were they looking at it in the first place <laughs> they're the perverts yeah anyway so the whole thing is a sort of initiates a a massive um change in that in Alahan's life really we haven't seen you know it's been bubbling behind the surface and it, it kind of comes up a bit every now and then but it doesn't feel like a really big focused story so um Dev sending them off to Oak Hill and then he starts to have money problems and they're starting to experience a sort of change in circumstances that they haven't before and, uh, you know, can't get the latest trainers and has to have to work in the... That's all right, um, she's got Corey to give her a trainer, doesn't she? Oh, isn't he lovely? Yeah, the, the last time that we saw either Asha or Corey was um, back in November, I think, when um, Dev starts to... Um, to get get a bit he starts to call to him and um he realizes that his dad is also into golf so he thinks oh maybe this Corey's not so bad but i think that we're not supposed to be liking Corey at the moment it's it's been a bit of a shame that we've not seen them for a month and a half or so but i'm imagining that with asha and Addy's birthday coming up in uh two or three weeks time when she's hurt when she hits 17 that's going to be... Is it 17 or 16? I can't remember now. But that's going to be quite a... Uh, quite a... Uh, the, the story's going to come back to the surface again. I'm I very much, think so. Very much looking forward to it. Watch this space uh, there. But yeah... Well, oh, on, I was no, just going to no. say, the last thing I think that Corey said to Asha that we saw on screen was, oh, now hopefully we can we can have more quality time together now we're on the pill because Dev got his knickers in a twist thinking that Asha and Corey were sleeping together when actually she'd just gone on the pill... You know, as, as usual, a, being as punished being, for doing... Or, no, or she'd taken the... Taking sensible precautions to protect yourself well, and you get... She wasn't, well, she wasn't taking the pill, was she? She just had it, just in case. But even if... Look, I just want to say, even if she wasn't taking it, or even if she wasn't taking it to, you know, protect herself, contraception-wise, you can take it for lots of different reasons. And even if she is taking it for contraception, leave her alone. Okay. Have, Okay, I think well, I think it stop, is just sixteen. Stop shaming she's, people. She's turning in January because that's the whole point. Anyway, um, I think that yeah, um, Tanisha Gory is certainly so a rising great. star, a one to look out for in twenty twenty one. Love her scene so much. She's very very talented. Yeah, and since the actress turned eighteen last year as well, it's going to mean that they are they will be able to use her a lot more on Coronation Street. So. Look out for that. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, Tanisha. What's that, Tanisha? You've got an acceptance speech that you'd like to share with us? <gasps> How oh, lovely. go on then. <laughs> Here's what Tanisha's had to say about winning the Our Kid Award. Hey everyone, I hope you're all well. I just wanted to say a massive, massive thank you for voting for Asha, well, and Tanisha. Um, the best, act, well, Our Kid, the Our Kid Award. It honestly means the world to me because it is the first thing that I've won. Um, so thank you all again for voting for me and Asha. It honestly means the world. Um, I hope you all have a great new year and make 2021 something a lot different than 2020. See you later. Oh, that was nice, wasn't it? Congratulations. Congratulations. You really deserve it. Absolutely deserve it. I'm sure there are many more awards in your future. Yeah, I hope so. I really, really think that there should be. Um, yeah, Curry would be foolish not to... Utilise her talents. Yeah, and and, and, and as I said before, Alahan's a really ones to watch, I hope, in, uh, in 2021 and beyond. So with that, let's move on to our next award. Here we are at the Bayek Awards. 
This is the category Bayek. for shocking moments. Oh, Gemma, what's made you go Bayek this year? Now, tell me what the rationale behind this category is. This is the category that is the best surprise twist, which we've renamed yes. it this year. It's things that happened in Coronation Street this year that we didn't see coming. Or not necessarily that we didn't see coming, that um, that Coronation Street hadn't publicised before. So yes. they, they were a shock so to the viewers when they appeared on screen. Things that Coronation Street didn't want you to know before you saw it on the screen and didn't try to tell people about beforehand yeah yes? and as a spoiler phobe this is the sort of stuff that i live for when watching coronation street you never know when it's going to happen well yeah sometimes you can kind of feel that there's going to be you know something it might be building up to but yeah I, I absolutely love when they try to pull the rug out from under you yes as they have done with these uh, nominees who've got really this year, great Gemma? things really great shocking things happened this year including the fact that ray was behind the sinkhole not in it. Not on it. <laughs> Not yet. Just behind it, going, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> <Trust> me. <laughs> Natasha um raising nick's child in secret for 10 years it's a bit of a shock not as, not as much to us as it was to nick uh grace and michael aren't tiana's parents what? neither of them neither of them Bye. she's a mere stranger um jeff falling to his death and being pecked by chickens and that adam was attacked in the bistro listening to some lovely music yeah, I loved how there were five things. I think there might have been some of the bits that we couldn't nominate because we always have to have five. Um, I was really pleased that throughout the year um, these were enough. peppered yeah. in because uh, it's not always the case. Um, would you like to announce who our Bayek winner is this year? The winner of the Bayek Award in 2020 for the most shocking moment in Coronation Street is Grace and Mark. Grace and Mark. <laughs> Grace and Mark. Oh my God. Not even Tiana's parents. Grace and Michael, not Markle. <laughs> Aren't Tiana's parents. And I have to say, if you're going to list everyone in the world who isn't her parents, you're going to end up with pretty much everyone. But the thing with this is we thought that they were. Oh, this, yes. This was brilliant. I absolutely love this uh, This one. is this one of got, those, like, twist twists. This is, a, this is a twist upon a twist because we kind of... We, we suspected fairly... that a twist was on the card. Yes, this is the thing. It was fairly well agreed upon in the sort of fan community that there was something afoot with Grace. Well, she'd been dodgy all year, hadn't she? And and the most obvious thing was that it wasn't actually Michael's kid. Mm. And so a lot of people had guessed that Michael isn't the father of Tiana. And it was a question of like, oh, when are they going to drag this one out? Yeah. But like you say... It was because of how strangely Grace had reacted and, and there were some very odd things that she did throughout the year that in retrospect, once you worked out what the twist was, made complete sense. And this is one of the one of the best twist stories that Coronation Street's done for a very long time. Yeah, well, beforehand Coronation I mean Grace was very frustrating a character to me because she'd come in for a few episodes and then disappear for months and I was just left thinking, How am I supposed to invest in this character yeah. or the storyline if they never showed her? But and that was, was part of the plot wasn't it yes this is why it's a really great it, story in march uh, michael suggests that he wants formal access arrangements to tiana and, and grace uh, doesn't react too well and to the that. other thing is that i think it was last year um and at, and at other points she wouldn't let 
the Baileys see Tiana on special occasions, yeah, like Christmas or her birthday, and it was like, why is she being so mean? Why is she being such a cow? And it's because she was with the actual parents. <laughs> Michael wanted to be a full-time dad in July, but Grace said, no, this isn't going to be work. We should just stay friends, because she had kissed him. Uh, back in May, after Michael gave a really sad speech to Tiana, or it was a kind of a, it was a, it was after Ed did his anti-racism speech in the bistro. Then Michael was yeah. like, "Tiana, you need to be really proud of yourself," because he was proud of her. He thought it was his daughter. Um, oh. Grace starts getting worried in September when Tiana calls Michael daddy. So she decides oh, that she, or she announces that she's going off to see. Spain. This was good because when it, when, um, when Tiana says daddy to Michael. And Grace gets weird about it and says she's going to move. Everyone was thinking it's because he's not really the real dad and she feels guilty. Mm. Or it's because she wants to move and she didn't want them to get attached to each other. Yeah. But actually it's because, like, she... she <laughs> he already had a, the kid already had a daddy. Yeah, and... Um... At the very end of September, Michael kidnaps Tiano, and I remember reading about that in the spoilers beforehand. I, I happened to see that, and I thought, like, "Oh, this is just ridiculous." Michael, why well, he's not a kid now? This is this is silly soap um, sensationalism. But then when it happened, it didn't seem too bad, and he was found pretty quickly with her, carted into the police I mean, station. There's certainly a difference. And then he has this amazing police interrogation where he gets um, assessed for his, you know, mental health. Mental health. This was amazing. This was just like I. Spent spent the whole the, all of these scenes i just had my mouth open like what is happening what's going on why have they brought a doctor in mm. what's ha- like it, has he imagined this it was, baby it, it was confusing but yes. the moment that you suddenly realize what actually is going on here it was just one of these me and you look at each other moments going oh my gosh they're actually doing this i love twists that recontextualize the entire story when you go back yeah and so, this was one of so those. Um, michael's asked who do you think tiana is what's that the relationship the with her who do you think is tiana's mother when they said who do you think tiana is that was the question that completely made my brain freeze well the, with to me it would just made me think oh okay they are going down this no. road of he's not the dad then but then when she says who do you think tiana's mother is i was like what the heck and then we find out that grace vickers is not the mother of tiana and uh that's the weirdest jerry springer show i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I just loved how the camera was focused on michael all that time it was so much about ryan russell's reaction i think ryan russell's performance in this was just just right so good because he's michael is a very comic character normally he's a bit goofy and silly and mm. um lovable and adorable so to have this bombshell dropped on him and have to ryan russell sort of give a performance that was a, a purely dramatic one yet to stay true to the character of michael he, yeah. he pulled it off so well mm-hmm. really really great performance and, and ed also back in the uh, in the yes. waiting room as well he ed was going a... i thought it, oh <laughs> i love this as well but for a story so that has not been sold in any way as a major story i'm I mean, glad this one you, you expect you expect the big twists in, you know, the Jeff story or the Ray story because they're the ones that yes. are billed as the big stories of the year. But this just snuck right up and took us by surprise. It so and did. Is why I think it's so, so, so fully deserving of a Bayek Award. Yeah, absolutely agree. And guess what? what? We've got an acceptance message. Another acceptance from message from Ryan Russell. From Ryan Russell, how exciting. So let's have a listen. Hi, Conversation Street. Thank you for supporting Michael Bailey since he's arrived on the street. And again, thank you for everyone who voted. Take care. Stay safe. Happy New Year. Oh, lovely. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, 
Uh, really, really nice to hear from you. I'm so chuffed that, yeah. um, that you are happy with your Bayek Award. You d- yeah, Best much time. deserved award in Definitely. a really tough year for yeah. some really great competition. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, congratulations. Congratulations. Let's move on to our next award. Okay, our next award is the Eke Thumper Award, where we award the best fight of 2020. And much like the Yellow Love Award before it, this was a bit of a difficult one for 2020. It's very difficult to show physical <laughs> relationships, whether yeah. they be kissing or pun- punching, during a year when we had to socially distance. Yeah, staying from two metres. Although we did get a good punch just the other day, didn't we? When Paul bops that guy on the nose outside Underworld. So they're still <laughs> finding their ways around it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this year we've had fights between Bernie and Kel towards the beginning of the year when she was trying to catfish him. We've had yeah. Fizz versus Jade when she whacks her with a chopping board <laughs> after trying to steal <laughs> Hope away really from good. them. Knocks her unconscious on the floor and then Tyrone comes in. <laughs> <laughs> and Fizz's reaction is just whoops. <laughs> uh, Gary versus Ali. Proper good old scuffle yeah. um, over Maria. Not the first or the last time she's been fought over. RD versus random team who was uh, goading him about Asher. And then picked up rubbish. Exactly. Then on the same subject, we had Nina taking off her glove and giving a good old punch in the mouth to Jamie, another horrible oik who was making fun of Asher and her naughty videos all online. Very elegantly done by Nina there as she delicately removed her (laughs) her glove and then gave him a big thump in the face. So... The winner of the 2020 Conversation Street Eki Thump Award is Gary versus Ali. Yeah! Congratulations. Although I have to say this was a very, very close call this yeah, year, it was. wasn't it? We had 39% voting, voting for this fight. Um, Nina versus Jamie was quite close behind with 32%. And even the Fizz chopping boarding Jade got 20% as well. So it was certainly not a clear-cut thing. But I will say, in any case, Gary and Ali, um, I, I think that's a great winner. Gary versus Ali was the only actual, actually traditional fist fight in the street. Yeah, fight. That it we was. Had it it was. Year. It was more than a punch. Yeah. Um, and it, it was. Yeah, Cory tradition. Two testosterone-filled yeah. guys fighting for the honor of someone, Some something insipid bird. So he, Ali, had been having his drug problems this year with his uh, diazepam, wasn't it? And um, he had also been a close love rival to Gary because he'd slept with Maria days before she'd accepted Gary's proposal of marriage. Um, Ali then gets his drink spiked by Gary with diazepam. Oh, he's or a villain, isn't he? somebody to do it, I can't remember. Um, and then when he... And this, this leads him to collapse when he's um, in doing his doctoring. So he... Um, in revenge, I guess, kidnaps Maria, drives around Weatherfield with her. He's just lost it by this point, hasn't he? Um, and then later on the episode, Gary confronts Ali in the street. He admits to spiking his drink. I don't Fair know what enough. you're going to do about it. Ali chases after him. I'm going to chase you around. Punches him to the ground. <laughs> I'm punch you in the face. Absolutely lays into him. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, what's his face? Jon Snow and Ramsay and, uh, yeah. and Gordon. No. Uh, Gordon came with... I don't Gordon, Gordon of Thrones. It's sponsored by Gordon's gin. <laughs> um, this, was a, this was also a really great fight, in my opinion, because it had 
a series of spectators who got involved on several different levels of engagement. My so. favourite was Ryan, um, Ryan Prescott, Ryan Connor, legging it up the road, yes, Forrest Gump sprinting. style. I was going to say like the Terminator, but <laughs> maybe somewhere in between the two. That, um, yeah, sprints up to drag him away. Yeah, and Toya Steve, and Imran Steve, are there Toya's as well. Like, Stop fighting! I'm in it! I'm in it! <laughs> yeah, stop. Calm down, everybody. Yeah, calm down. That's what that is. Toya's contribution to this. People fight. who are stressed out just need to hear somebody else tell them who who isn't engaged in, in the process or has any emotional state whatsoever in what's happening. Just calm down. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, and I, I liked how Gary ended up with blood all over his yeah. face from it. He calls Ali a psycho junkie, and yeah, great. Um, they they basically have to stop Ali from going after him again. But they they get dragged <laughs> apart from each other. But like you said, this was the the only real traditional fight. traditional full on fisticuffs. Oh, I, I suppose that Ardy versus that team was a oh, little yeah, it bit. Was, yeah. Stakes, this one just felt like it was the stakes weren't as high bigger. because this oh, it was Ardy versus anonymous annoying yeah. scrote whereas this was like are you team Ali or are you team Gary I don't know yeah it felt like it went on a bit longer there was full on action cam having um, Ali running up to Gary to, to launch into him was, was a lot of fun lots of running and, um, and, I, and I think people who have um, been waiting for Gary to get his comeuppance for the whole factory dropping on Rana's head kind of thing um, found some uh, level of satisfaction in seeing him it's being not, beaten to a pulp. It's not quite justice, though. We're still waiting for that. It's not there. It's it's halfway there, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, congratulations to, to Mikey and James there for that performance. I thought that it was a very enjoyable fight. And let's hope it's not going to be too long before these restrictions are, are lifted and we can have some proper brawls in the street again in 2021. Let's move on to our next award. <laughs> Time for the top ladder award. Oh, we're getting onto the big ones oh. now, aren't we? We have got we've we've had uh, we we got the top male character, female character, best storylines. It feels like that these are the these, these are the, the meaty these are the, ones, the big accolades. These are the so, ones that you really want to be getting. Top lad, best character of the year. There are male character. Top, yeah. They're not all lads on Coronation Street. Um, yes. Yeah, so we've got five nominees here. So, uh, we have to apologise for our very archaic use of gendered terms, <laughs> but these are the, the characters who identify as male. Nick, David, Steve, Gary and Jeff. Always really difficult on this category because you've got the whole cast to go to choose from, haven't yes, you? Yes, well, half. Whereas, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. um, and we've, we also put the villains in too because this is sort of like the best character and in the past we've not been shy in letting you know that the villains are very significant and dear to our hearts. I think Pat Phelan has one top lad. I in, think he, in ha- he has one. Yeah. So this is just the best, your favourite character. Who has had the greatest impact on storylines? Who have you Who watched? Who do you enjoy watching the exactly, most, basically? Exactly, exactly. So some really hot competition here. Um, all these characters have had big storylines. I mean, you've got Nick with his in, involved in the Ollie storyline, finding out that he's um, the father of... The, the best new character. <laughs> you got David. He's been struggling with Shona and also Sinkhole in the Garden. You've got Steve, who's been has some really emotional scenes with Leanne as he comes to terms with what's happening with his son. You've got Gary, who's just been running around being evil every now and then on and off. And you've got Jeff, who's just a bastard. So who has won the top lad? Oh, as, as the lady, I'll, I'll let, let you, know. you announce this one. The winner of Your the... nice frock on, he's going to be joining you on stage for this. <laughs> I'll let you know. The winner of the Top Lad Award 2020 goes to... 
David Platt. David Platt. He's only gone and done it again. Congratulations. Congratulations second David, year David. in a row. Yeah, this is the fifth year that David has won this. It's second year in a row because he did have a bit of a break for Pat Phelan, I think. Yeah. Fifth year out of nine that we've been doing the Conversation Street Awards. Absolutely love David. Absolutely love Jack P. Shepard's performance as David. And it, this is his 20th year being David Platt as Jack P. Shepard. And, and the character's been in the show for 30 years, so that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, because he just hit 30, hasn't he, last week? On Christmas Day. Oh, I, I, I just can't stop loving David. David the character I said is just before. brilliant, so, so watchable, so fun. One of the best fictional characters of all time, in my opinion, because he's got such a rich backstory and it in, informs his character in so many different ways, on so many different levels, to an extent that, um, you know, only a soap would be able to have a character like David Platt. Yeah, he's one of those characters that you know the writers know back to front. Yeah. Jack knows him back to front. Definitely. And he, Everything he does is is always very, very much in character. You can think, why? What would lead the character to do that? Because, as you say, we, we know him so well. We've got thirty years worth of of David history, and twenty of those years, you know, being a relatively major character. Yeah, yeah, and in a in a fairly high profile family, mm. you know, the mm. Platts, one of the big big families of the street, and he's had a year, hasn't he? He has had a year. <laughs> he started off with his wife shot in a box, <laughs> yeah. having to deal with that. Getting to Detubification oh, that, process. That was a, that was a great scene where he kind of breaks down in the breaks down in the hospital corridor, announcing to everyone that she's going to be okay. I know, and, he, and the thing is about Jack Jack P. Shepard is that he can do the the drama and the comedy because David, and also the thing I like about David is he has got such a dark black sense of humour, just like me, and he is not afraid to say to set to, to make those jokes and it's in, not, in, in even really inappropriate it's situations. not just the fact that he can do the drama and the comedy it's that he's equally good at both of them as true, well he true. doesn't you know favor one over the other true. he can literally do anything the writers throw at him or yeah, so it seems, seems yeah. um which, which is why i guess they have thrown so much at him over the well, years yeah, because it wasn't just shown as shooting that he had to deal with it was also testifying against josh in court because josh was his rapist and he was found guilty of raping him and others and was sentenced to 15 years in in prison yeah just david was having to deal with this at the same time as shona being in hospitals yeah, that must have been kind he of had tough to on go, character yeah to and fro from leeds where shona was there and she didn't want anything to do with him initially and he was you know obviously shocked and upset by the fact that although his wife survived her ordeal perhaps not didn't come out of it the same she'll person. never be the same again <laughs> and uh david is um he sometimes reacts badly to rejection doesn't he he thinks with his boner yeah so he got busy with alina pretty much straight away after this but i think i don't think they they got uh, much further than second face third i don't understand the basis because seb comes in and chucks him out um so you decides to get his kicks in other ways midway through the year which oh, yeah. was his adrenaline junkie story this was so funny it was wasn't it because it started it started off quite slow with him like picking fights with random people like, i remember there was a guy mm. at the tram stop that yeah. he squares up to somebody that's that. clearly much bigger than him <laughs> and we don't really see what happens there and then there's clues like he has ripped t-shirts in the wash and it's and, not um, just a tribute to shona 
<laughs> and then he starts like we actually start to see some of these confrontations with various gangs on the Scally estates around Weatherfield uh, jumping on car bonnets kicking over bikes and just <laughs> living the dream he is and, and the, the joy on his face as he's running know, away from them it's a good really... job that he's a fast runner isn't it can you blame him I don't I, I don't it was a bit fight clubby wasn't it it was like a one man fight club yeah like I read that um, this was a way that they wanted to show how David would deal with the loss of his wife in a way because to all extents and purposes that shown that he married is gone but they didn't want his grief to be uh, shown in the same way as they did with Daniel they wanted something different what, than just they wanted something different than the usual poetry. moping and thought well, what what Daniel what would David do and he is so chaotic and you never know what he's going to do next yeah David um, is the true chaotic neutral of coronation yeah Street. looking back at this I'm thinking yeah it may, maybe he would do this because um, he's got no, I, 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 I don't know what that. He's definitely wired differently to everybody else. Yeah, that's a good. He, he, thought, he was born into chaos, wasn't he? Being being Gail's son, you know, he sort of set his stall out pretty early. Mm. Mm. Um, pushing her down the stairs and going on a rampage what else has he done this year he he was partially involved in the Gary Sarah Maria kind of story there was a bit where I think he found out that Gary was still held a bit of a torch for Sarah um, but it, oh and, and he got involved slightly in the Billy storyline because um because he, he was telling Billy that it's fine for Paul to go to do this um phone line because maybe that's his his way of coping it so he was thinking back to his own experience yeah he was like if he wants to go if he wants to work for a helpline to cope with his loss fine yeah. i mean i i beat men up so he's <laughs> being quite productive but obviously the the biggest uh, thing that david's been involved in this year is uh is the new shona persona which we've already talked at length about after Two her award here as well yeah on this episode so um david trying to really reintegrate shona no wrong in my life in your life, in, no. In his life, uh, in, uh, in anyone's, I just think that he's he, he's really yet to disappoint me as a character. No, and definitely. He, he's one of those ones where if, if he's in a scene, you know, it's going to be a good scene. Exactly. There's going to be something, exactly. something enjoyable to take out of it. I I love the fact that of all the people, the candidates that that exist in the world, it is David's job to rehabilitate Shona to normal life when he is the most unhinged person in Motherfield, <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Very. Well, she did have that. Uh, was it Aaron, the support worker? She oh, just ended did. up trying to snog him. Yeah. So uh, he, he uh, didn't last long, did he? No. He's had a sinkhole in his garden. Less said about that, the better. I mean, he's for had... many characters on Coronation Street, that would be the biggest thing that happened to the to them in a year. But for David, yeah, it's just a sort of like a little asterisk yeah. at the end. Because he, he did sell the house, didn't he? Yeah, he that's sold the, his house. The current status of of number uh, number eight is it is, is it belongs to Ray actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so we'll, we'll have to happen? see and, in twenty twenty one what's next for David. David's there. already agreed to not be mean about Ray in return for the for him not going <laughs> we'll to the police. We'll see how long that lasts. About Shona and um, Simon's impromptu cocktail making session. Yes, I um very much looking forward to seeing what David has uh, has got in store for us in 2021. I'm sure it will be just as gripping as ever, really, because How could great, great character. Um, we actually have got an acceptance speech from Jack Fee Shepherd. Can you believe this? Very exciting. Is this, like, the pinnacle of our year, is getting Jack P. Shepherd to, to say something on the I podcast? I asked him the other day, and he, he got straight back saying it would be great to, to, to 
thank all the Conversation Street listeners for voting for him. So uh, thank, thank you, you very, very much, much, Jack. And here is, uh, here is his speech. I just wanted to say thank you for the Top Lad Award, which is... Is that best male character or actor? Either way, David Platt's won, right? And that's... I'm truly over the moon with that. I am. And... I've enjoyed playing the character now for 20 years. He's been on your screens for for 30 years. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that he's been in the show for, for so long and uh, you still regard him as, um, well, the best, the top lad. So thank you very much. And hopefully we get to see more of David and what he's up to on his journey. Because you have to remember, he's he's still quite young. You know, he's only 30 so hopefully there's a lot more to come from the character and hopefully it'll be me that's playing him <laughs> so <laughs> thank you very much and uh yeah uh cheers thank you for voting oh isn't it lovely the thank best you character so much. best actor doesn't matter as you said david won it david won it was david won <laughs> it was you and, and you're uh, david just right for his 20th year on the show Brilliant. although in fact this is the fifth year Fifth year, fifth year running, in a row yeah. that, no, so no sorry it's not fifth year running is it second year running and fifth year that he's won it so you probably won it on your 15th year in the show probably, as well yeah. and hopefully many more years to come because again as you said Jack um, there's still a lot of life left in David hopefully played by you so um, congratulations thank you so top much lad. Jack congratulations really, really great award. you deserve um, it couldn't have gone to anybody else in my eyes let's move on to our um, penultimate voted for award of the night <laughs> Number 11, our 11th award this year is the Top Lass Award. We've just had David winning the Top Lad Award, so let's see who'll be sitting next to him on the Corrie throne when it comes to the end of 2020. We have got five nominees for this. Leanne, Yasmin, Abby, Evelyn and Sally. Top lasses there. There are loads of top lasses there, as always. That we could have made a you know top ten nominations because Corrie is all about the the women characters, isn't it? Um, although they've got some good competition and with some of the male characters as well, I have to say. Well, they've had some really great stories for these these characters. I mean, Leanne has been embroiled in um, perhaps. What, is it one of Jane Danson's toughest stories ever? Well, they've thrown as so much at her she's over the last 23 years. risen to the occasion so well. She's constantly ref- refresh. well, refreshing, I don't know, such great performance by, by Jane Danson. But it's a very dark story that Leanne is involved in with the death of her son. Mm. Um, we've got Yasmin again, another really dark story where she portrays a woman who has been abused by her partner yeah, and we've seen her triumph over years, over basically. Year. Yep. And we've got Abby, who is the hero of the, of the street. If you want to be rescued from your predicament and it's some kind of physical issue that you have, if it's mental, she can't help you. But if you're like in danger in in some way she's of like kick a, down that door and heave you out she like. will she'll save you every time yeah. I love and then blow so up the much. car of the person that got you <laughs> yeah. into that state um, Evelyn who is one of our most treasured recent additions to the cast as the um, the battle axe of the street and of course Sally who has been in the show for many a year now and and um, Sally Devner now has an MBE oh yeah so perhaps she's already Sally. had an award <laughs> and maybe we shouldn't give her another one if she wins this one which one would she think is the most unfortunate I don't know <laughs> she's obviously had the story where she's um uh, remarried Tim this year after finding out that he was a big mist and been involved in the Japanese main story as yeah. well as one of her staunchest supporters. Yeah, well done, Sally. So, 
time to announce the winner. And the person who's come out on top in the top last award for 2020 is Yasmeen. Yes! Congratulations. Oh, I'm so yes. happy, Yasmeen, really. We said oh, Shelley King deserves all the accolades for her performance as Yasmeen. She has worked really hard. She has... She's, she's taken kind of... I don't know. Yasmeen was a relatively minor side character for a long time but we she always really so, so loved long. her really really enjoyed um, her I performance I remember speaking to her a few years ago and saying to her we need more Yasmin we need more Yasmin she's, and she said that there's things coming I hear that there's something in the pipeline so this story has been a very long time coming definitely um, and I've been so so pleased as somebody who's been an adamant Yasmin supporter right for the um, from day one love her uh, that, that she's now risen to the ranks of top lass definitely and, and really won, won a place in the heart of many Coronation Street viewers because yes. of her, her role in this story and, and I, I hope that she's so now good. the story is kind of over and I know with these sort of stories it's never over because there's the whole PTSD angle uh, I hope that Yasmin can still carry on being a major character and being so beloved by the viewers that's the thing yeah I really think that um, Shelley King is so charismatic and charming and Yasmin has th- those qualities as well so it-, it helped the story for her to be such a really likeable character mm. I don't know that she was on everyone's radar no. as, but now that she's had this story I think that people are going to think of Yasmin a bit differently and I think she's really really won a lot of hearts mm. with, with I, the story I, I've loved seeing her um change her loyalties throughout the year because she kind of starts off the year you know fairly uh, still still a Jeff supporter really and and even though he's been vile to her already for you know six twelve months she's still blind to it almost mm-hmm. and then when it comes to May and finally everything that he's been putting her through the feeding her the chicken the trapping her in the box everything it builds up to her glassing her in the neck everyone is cheering on and, and like in disbelief about what they're seeing on the screen but also yeah cheering yeah. as she's stabbing him with a wine and bottle. this was really poignant as well because this was um this story became a product of covid19 and the way that they had to recut the, the episodes across two weeks. So one week's worth of episodes were two oh, weeks yeah. spread across two weeks. And so you had the the drama of, of Yasmin stabbing Jeff and, and him collapsing. And then you had a weekend mm. between that and then the next part of the episode, or the next episode, which would have been... Would have been a half double an hour, bill, yeah. yeah. And, and we had to wait to find out how Yasmin was going to react and what was going to happen. Is Jeff dead or not? That was this such was, an exciting moment. This, yeah. I, I know that uh, Coronation Street doesn't seem to have carried that kind of cliffhanger spirit into the new batch of episodes that they've produced since COVID, which is kind of disappointing to me because those cliffhangers, as cheap as some people thought they were and didn't like them, I love them. Mm. I they're such an effective way of telling a story in a soap. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I really felt that that added to the drama that, of of that, that particular was it, that was part of my favourite moments of the year. Really, and then, and then after amazing. that, we got to see her, you know, getting arrested, still trying to blame herself for it, worried yeah. about what Jeff was going to say. Because she's such a good person. This is the thing about Yasmin. She's such a she's such a beautiful person. She remember when um, you had uh, the the story with Rana and her falling out of love with. Um, Zidane. Zidane and, and choosing 
um, Kate. Mm. And um, what Yasmin told, what Yasmin said to her um, was so nice and, yeah, and she, touching. Yasmin has been kind of the wise woman comforting shoulder to cry She's on. like the soul, isn't she? She's got such a pure yeah, soul. And, and this year has seen that soul just ripped from her. Yeah. And she's left a husk of a woman yet yeah. over the course of the year. I mean, it's partly from talking to a cellmate in prison, reading the book, Elaine turning up on the scene, Alia never giving up on her. We've seen that fire reignite again, just in time, fortunately, for her to uh, you know, kick Jeff where it hurts in the in the trial scenes just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, and now she's out. She's still not, you know, back to her bouncy, bubbly self. No, um, but she I, is resilient though. I mean, she and she tries so hard as well. It was really sweet when she was motivated to kind of like cook that Christmas dinner for everybody, but then it all went horribly wrong when Jeff's memory was sort of uh, appeared mm. in the room and she she collapsed. Yeah, there's definitely a lot still to come. I I think there is, and, and I hope that we will see a lot of Shalib as well because in the second half of 2020, when she was in prison there were weeks and weeks where we didn't really see much of her. Mm. Um, So I'm hoping that that Shelley King used that as a bit of a time to recharge her batteries after what must have been a very tough, you know, a few months to film beforehand. And now she's ready to hit 2021 with the, you know, hit hit the ground running and and hopefully lighten up our screens for, for many, many months. Absolutely love Yasmin. She's brilliant. And we said that for years. Yep, fantastic. Congratulations, Yasmin and Shelley King. And now it's time to move on to our final award. <gasps> oh, this is the That's Champion Award for the best story of the whole year. This feels like the big one, the yeah. actual proper big, big, big one. Yeah. When you start the year off, what's what's going to be the thing that you remember that year for? Yeah. This basically is, isn't it? And with the 10,000th episode, with the 60th anniversary... Um, Coronation Street really had to pull out all the stops and yeah. serve up some corkers to make this a year to and, remember. And they had such so, so many challenges thrown at them this year, we all <laughs> know. Um, and to come out with such a batch of great stories is testament to how hard everybody who works on the show, um, all the all the team behind the scenes, the storyliners, the directors, producer, no matter how much crap we give you over the year nitpicky complaining that we say we're fans of the show and we absolutely love it when it's on top and it's had like i said some really great stories this year so some of them have included the the five that we nominated for this award category are the ashes photos storyline yes asha flashes with the the video i think as well yes um ollie being ill and then dying serious case of the ollie wobbles very dickensian (laughs) um the coercive control storyline with we've spoken a lot about already ray's evil plot to race to raise the place (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then also daniel being sad about sinead which was i don't remember what we called that ropey dan (laughs) dan in the dumps i think we called it didn't we (laughs) so some fantastic stories absolutely love them but which one won the winner of the Lats Champion category for the Conversation Street Awards 2020 is Coercive Control. Wow, an 80.81% of the votes. As Very well. this is big win. Huge, huge landslide for this story. I'm, I'm so pleased. I don't know what there is to talk about about it, really. We've said a lot. I don't think you, I don't know if you mentioned that um, 
Shelley King won some awards for Best Actress earlier in this oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, she has. She's She's been winning other awards as well. Yes, there are other ones other than the Conversation Weird. Street Awards. Best Soap Actress at the TV Choice Awards she won this yeah, year. So, she missed um, out the Inside Soap, sadly, so hopefully this will make up for it. The the Inside Soap Best Showstopper Award went to Yasmin Fights Back, so that was oh, good. Oh, yes, that's true. That's um, true. And this has been... Um, this has been going since summer 2019, but last year people voted for Sinead's Cancer Battle to win the 2019 awards. But the, it's been... Yeah, this has been going since... It's been going for a long time, yeah. summer 2018, I think. It's I been got, going for track. a number of years. Um, and like many good issues-based storylines in Corrie, it's been associated with a charity, so Women's Aid um, for this story and um, Lily's fan- the Lee Foundation for the Oliver storyline which actually got second place in the That's Champion. Mm. Um, they've, they, Women's Aid have seen an, an increased number of reports from people seeking help because of the story that has been shown on screen. And we've heard from listeners who have spoken to us about their own personal experiences and how um, they've overcome years of abuse from their partners. So it's really great that Coronation Street is educating because I didn't realise that coercive control was actually a crime. Yeah, it has UK. been for what, four or five years. Or yeah, something, and I think. Claire's Law as well. That's another thing oh, I didn't yeah. know about. So Coronation Street is teaching people and um, sort of keeping us on the edge of the se- our seats at the same time. And that's Have when so helping soaps... people to get out of these situations. Yeah, that's when soaps are at their best for me when they tackle things that happen in real life and they help you to reflect on things that happen to real people. Mm. And um, I can't think of two better stars to have handled this than Ian Bartholomew and Shelley King, who are both really experienced actors great performers gave it their all this year and throughout the whole story and really helped to bring this to life mm. i'm so so charismatic both of them and and this story has been it's quite notable that this has won the award as well considering that you would have thought that in the run-up to the 60th anniversary it'd be maybe the ray story that would have captured the most hearts or even the gary story i think if you were to ask have asked us a year ago what's going to be the focal point yeah. of the 60th anniversary i wouldn't have thought it would be this absolutely not i think we thought this would have been over by easter time i thought oh that's going to be the big unveiling of but gary you, but that's still to come you don't know the, what the plans were I, I don't know whether this was planned to have finished earlier in the year or not but i'm really glad that it got center stage yeah Definitely. And, and, I think and so it's many people contributed to this yeah, as well. Yeah, and really, really just... deserving of, of scene of the year, uh, of story of the year, because it had so many memorable scenes. The magic box scene, the, the chicken eating scene, the, <laughs> the, um, the, the bottling scene, the Jeff dream scene. It, this just goes on and on and on. Really How many imaginative. Imaginative is right. Scenes of the year were from this story. Yeah. Really and I great. Hope that they can they, take that imagination into the stories yeah, that are going to be for the focus for next year. They too. took some risks with this. They oh. really did because it's a it's a very much grounded in reality story. Coercive control is is sort of you know is is something that happens in homes across the country, and it's very very serious. And and Coronation Street managed to be. Um, very creative with it but still respectful to what the story that they were trying to tell I think Mm. and um, you know Ian and Shelley gave great performances but they were by no means the only ones involved in this you've got to give a shout out to um, Sarah Khan for her performances Alia and and Alia's picked up quite a lot of fans hasn't she this year because of her role in this story so that's that's you know worth worth celebrating and him you know him struggling with what he thought was his 
a really great father figure, like realizing that a lot of yeah, what he thought like, wasn't ruined real. his childhood yeah. for him. Sally having to fight against her husband, or that was great. The tension that that, in- that introduced to that couple's relationship was really good. You got yeah. Ryan, who was Alia's sidekick. That was great fun. And Elaine, of course, as well. Yeah, a new character that I love. I love Elaine so yeah, much. Yeah, and we didn't even nominate her on the, um, no. the best new character award, did we? I think it was because. It felt like she was so, so minor. I don't, don't think we realised whether she be. was coming back at that point as well. But um, she, if she is staying, then she's definitely one to watch. Because, and this... Uh, she's a, a real... Um, asset. Asset to the show. Yeah. I think, also, a big shout-out has to go to Imran for this story. I think this is partly... <laughs> um, you know, his contribution to that, that week, that big week for the story, where he gave his impassioned... Cut, uh, breakdown of, of Jeff in the stand and his detective work and his little video presentation. It was a Loved really it. satisfying. For many people, day. that was the best part of that week's story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, a well, so I don't think there's going to be too much win. opposition to this winning, indeed. Yeah. And, um, you, you, oh, we've got to just say also, it was especially a poignant storyline for people watching because domestic abuse over lockdown increased. Oh, yeah, where yeah. people were trapped together in houses and, you know, perhaps didn't have that escape mechanism or like ability to let off steam. And, you know, it, it, sadly, it's been a big issue for people and being able to watch and contextualise what's happening to them and see it through, a, through... Sometimes when you see somebody being treated the way that you're treated, it takes that to make you realise that what's happening to you is not acceptable. And I think a lot of people, a lot of women and men, saw that behaviour being directed at Yasmin, who's a really lovable figure, and when that's not right mm. and that's happening to me. Mm. I've got to do something about it. So... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have an acceptance speech for this. I wonder whether people yes! were wondering after after Shelley won her award and she didn't turn up to an acceptance speech, but well, she has got one. She's uh, recorded something that covers both of these two awards. So here is what she has to say about winning some awards this evening. Hi, and thank you to Michael and Gemma uh, for letting me be a part of this special New Year's podcast of Conversation Street. Thank you all for voting for me for Best Lass and for the storyline for Champion Story. Um, and uh, I'm really pleased. And Barty, I believe, has got best villain and best exit. But I know that um, Charlotte will be very displeased because she was hoping to win that herself. Um, in fact, she's quite clucked off. But anyway, um, thank you all so much. I'm very ba- proud, I'm very what? I'm very proud to be a part of uh, Coronation Street. And um, yeah. Have a good New Year's Eve and, well, you've had it by now, I guess. Well, I hope you had all had a good time, but please be careful out there because we're all in tier four now where most of the country is and uh, we want no more tears soon. So bye for now. Bye-bye. Oh, isn't she lovely? Oh, thank I you, love Shelley. her so much. Thank you so much, Really, Shelley. really nice really of you to send that, uh, send that in and say thank you to all the people who are voting for you. Definitely, definitely thank deserved. You. I'm really pleased that you are we're happy to get that. We're happy so, so happy. So glad. I wish we had proper awards to give out. I know. One day we'll we'll like we'll save up all the money from Patreon for a year and Maybe. hire out a little um, a little convention hall in a hotel somewhere. In you know what? Next year is our tenth Conversation Street Awards. Can you believe? So 
Maybe, maybe. We'll, <laughs> well, it wasn't ever going to happen this year, was it? Let's face it. Well, Thank they're going to have their uh, new um, place in the. Yeah, uh, well, maybe hire that media one out. City, won't we? Might be a bit of conflict of interest, but you know, <laughs> money speaks. <isn't> it? <laughs> um, so. Thank you to everybody who voted in these awards. Thank you for listening for this year. Yeah, we hope that for, you've enjoyed. Thank you for spreading the word about the awards. Yeah. And everything. It's been, it's always a, a real highlight of the year. I love celebrating all the things that happened in Corrie by doing these awards. It really ends the year on a, on a happy high note. Yes, but there is still one more award to there go, is. isn't there? This is not a listener voted award. This no. is just something that Gemma and I have, um, have been picking for the last few years. This is the Mad For It Award award which was um uh, set up um in memory of a, a listener diane who sadly passed away a few years ago yeah this but is she a tribute a to her every year big big fan of coronation street she wrote for the coronation street blog she loved the podcast um so we, we've uh for now this is the third year i think that we've had the mad for it award where we've um celebrated um a particular listener yes of the podcast in who's her memory above and beyond yeah. to, to support to support the show it's supporting the the community and the show and being part of our little little Corrie fandom group. Yeah, and we've got it? such a wonderful community of listeners. It's so hard to do oh, this. It's really, really hard to choose. It makes me wish that we'd been doing it longer so that we could uh, celebrate more people, but there's still hopefully many, many more years to come. Hopefully. But, um, yeah, should we announce... Should we yeah. announce who the winner well, is? Well, it's your category. Oh, well, let's do it together. Okay. It together. The winner the, of, for this year's... What are we going to do? Both oh, say we're, the we're, name? I'll, I'll put, yeah, we'll say the name. I'll announce it. And you, you can say <laughs> That's yes. good job. We, we're practising no this rehearsals. as we The go. winner of the 2020 Conversation Street Mad for it Award for Best Conversation Street Listener. It's not Best Conversation <laughs> it Contributor to the community. <laughs> you know what it's for. It is... John, John Jew. Congratulations, John. Thank really, you so really much for everything this this year. you've done this year. I know it's been a really hard year. Uh, it's been a hard year for everybody, but I know John's had a really tough time. So um, his dedication to posting on, in our group, he always put the Coropedia survey results in there, didn't he, about who, yeah, which character was he's where. He's tweeted a lot in support of us. He, he's posted on the group. Yeah. Um, he's... He's given loads of suggestions to the listener questions as well. Yeah. I, this one, I think, think back to uh, the the fact that it, John's also a relatively new listener to the podcast as well. He's um yeah. he's jumped right in there and, and got involved at every stage. He's also listened. I was going to say starting listening to the podcast just over a year ago. He's now listened to every single episode, and that's I know that's quite a few hours of podcast <laughs> listening. That's just eight like, years worth of of, of conversation street. Yeah. Yeah, all squeezed into one. Yeah. So we. Definitely need to give you something for that. It should be awarded. So congratulations, John. Hopefully you'll continue to be a listener of Conversation Street for many years. And thank you to everyone else. Um, We really, really love you guys. You're so you've helped each other and us to get through a really crappy year. And it's it's really nice to be able to log on to the Facebook group and read all your comments and to have little discussions and I won't say arguments about different people's opinions about things I really like um, the fact that we can have different perspectives I like the way that people say you know if they've been through something similar they can talk about it and say whether they think Coronation Street is doing a good or a bad job um, I just I just love I just love the community that I, is I'm around really, this really, podcast really, really proud of the community that one of the best the podcast. It's parts lovely. Of, the, of doing this show <sighs> and I think 
that's <sighs> it for the Conversation Street Awards. Like I said at the beginning of the programme, we will be doing our usual summing up of the year and predictions for 2021, but that will have to wait for a later date. Probably next week we'll do We've that. We've got to do the predictions as soon as possible because I've got them all done. I know, I know. We will and they're the going to start soon, becoming irrelevant when I'm like, <laughs> I think that on New Year's Eve, Gary is going to... <laughs> we will we will find out very soon what our predictions are. We've got it all ready, but um, I think I think we've spoken enough today and it's about time we got ourselves ready for the New Year's festivities. I've got to get it? my glittery ball gown on and my sequins and my... Um, you mean we're not already doing the award in our best clobber? I'm wearing my pyjamas. <laughs> Which actually is my best clobber. <laughs> I've got a Christmas jumper on still as I've well. I've got a rude the slogan last day on that my... I think that I can wear this. got a rude, you do have rude a double rude, entendre on my T-shirt. <laughs> Inappropriate. Goodness, I can't even say... I can't even actually say it because it is a rude word, but it's not spelled in a rude way. Perhaps I'll put a picture of it on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Not just for today, but for the whole year. And the whole of the eight and a half years that we've been going... It really, really does mean a lot to have so many fantastic, supportive listeners. And we've got plenty more to come in 2021 How have we been going well. for eight and a half years, but next year's going to be our 10th awards? That doesn't make sense. It does. It works, I promise you it Okay, works. you'll do the... I'll show you know I'm not good at maths, later. don't you? Right. Goodbye, everybody. Right, we're going now Thank for Thank you definite. for listening, and a very, very happy new year. And thank you to everybody, all the all our winners who sent in... Um, thank you very much, thank you very much. Well. And if that you heard... Extra special. If you heard your name called out and you didn't send an acceptance speech, we still will take it whenever you want to send it through. Yes. Oh, and like I said, most of these um, came with videos as well, so we'll be posting those on social yes. media over the next few days as Exciting. well. Exciting! So thank you, everybody. Cheers, Love you everybody. all. Happy so happy. Year. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>